he could hear his dad's words in his heart. Family man. Yeah. Welcome to the Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. This is the show where we remind dads of what's most important. I'm your host, Scott Moore. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Todd, how's it going? I think the question should be, hey, Scott, how's it going? Because last we talked, uh, we didn't talk last week because you were under the knife. Um, you had a hernia surgery. How are you feeling? I am considerably holier than I was last time we talked. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah? <laughs> As in, I have three holes in my belly. Oh, yeah. Which is a very weird thing. <laughs> you told me you could send me a picture of your shaved stomach, and I'm just like, I, I know. I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Uh, <laughs> but you guys can get the poster. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very weird thing to have, like, one thing in you that's sort of uncomfortable, you know, and not uh. fun what's been going on for years and say, you know what, go ahead and stab me three times in the gut and I'll recover from that in order to fix that one uncomfortable thing. But anyway, yeah. I'm doing pretty you well. you tell a difference already? Oh yeah. In the hernia. Yeah. That, yeah. that's definitely wow. better. <laughs> but when I sneeze or cough now, it really hurts in my belly. <laughs> so I'm trying not to And your that. forehead bulges now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I'll, well, I'll get there. I'm glad you're a week into it now, and in a couple of weeks, it'll all be behind you. Yeah. That's kind of a good feeling. I mean, it is like anything where you kind of dread it leading mm. up to it, and then you're like, man, it's already been a week since that happened. And, mm. you know, it's just kind of interesting to me. My favorite part is that, you know, they, they more or less stamped, uh, how do I say this politely? It's a, it, when you read my medical chart, it's, it basically says lard butt. <laughs> it, it, you know, like, m- obesity and words like that show up in my right. medical chart. And then they gave me this elastic belt to you know, supposedly support my abdomen afterwards. Yeah. But uh, the one they gave me was small S slash M on the size on the thing. I'm like, and then like, <laughs> constricting i can barely get the thing i'm like really what part of me looks like small slash medium to you people <laughs> martha we need the big one yeah so anyway yeah, i know that was probably way more information than anybody wanted to hear <laughs> it's also <laughs> well, it humbling it's oh yeah humbling I'm just, <laughs> yeah they don't uh, mince words on your medical chart man <laughs> remember the days where we used to be young and yes Fancy free, and you go, sure, let me have three more sandwiches. Yes. And, you know, it was just all easy. You could bend down and you didn't go, touch your toes <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. 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 You see those guys, muscular guys, and you want to go, yeah, you just wait. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be able to do that. I was young and cool once. Yeah. Well, no, I was young you're once. Not. You're not. Yeah, uh, this Friday I'm speaking at uh, the Grace College Chapel, which is super cool because uh, I graduated from uh, not Grace College, but uh, Grace Seminary. So it's kind of like 
I always feel like they're going to give me an award. They don't, <laughs> but uh, I always feel like he's back, <laughs> you know, uh, and I've only done it one other time. Um, but I have this, like, it's such a struggle because you can't try to act cool because if you try to act cool and you're like, dope, boy, this is bussin', <laughs> you know, they see through you. Yes. <laughs> it's like we get a, a McDonald's uh, often. And uh, on Saturdays, there's a, a a guy. He's an old guy. He's probably 75, close to 80. And he's with his wife, who's 75 and close to 80. And they both have jet black hair. I mean, <laughs> and his hair is kind of like that frizzy former rocker. You know, it yeah. kind of comes down to his shoulders. It covers <laughs> almost his whole face. And I'm like, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> How People. old do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. They don't go, wow, look at that young guy. Hey, man. Like, whoa. Does he get on his Harley and drive away? I don't know. He know. does kind of have the boots thing going, and he <laughs> he just looks like unaware, actually, yeah. unaware. I say go for it. If you can <laughs> if you can rock that look, might as well try. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, hey, Scott, I thought we'd talk today about, do you remember the uh, Oscar Mayer, the Oscar Mayer commercial? I mean, you're old enough yeah, to do. The song and all that, yeah. Yeah. You know, what kind of kids eat armored hot dogs? Hmm, 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 hmm. Were you going to sing it? No, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Fat kids, skinny kids, kids with chicken pox or uh, something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, wow, that's... Uh, I was just remembering that's when they spell that. out the, the letters to Oscar. Oh, Mayer, yeah. B-O-L-I-G-N-A. That's, yeah. that's, that's later. That's later. So maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just remembering older. that. I don't remember the hot dog I, one. I don't know. I agree. Sorry. Uh, even though every once in a while, uh, I, I stumbled across the uh, an old McDonald's commercial where they sing, you deserve a break today. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's all these guys uh, who are from like character actors in all these sitcoms that you grew up watching, you know, like, Oh, I don't know his name, but, uh, on good times, you know, with JJ, um, yeah, I know my, Jimmy Walker. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't him. It was uh, his dad, whoever played, uh, but it's all these people that you like, Oh, I know his face. I know his face. And they're all yeah. singing this in their McDonald's uniforms, you know, da, 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 you know, and it's, it's fun. fun. But anyway, that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, but, <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about the fat kids, skinny kids, you know, basically all kinds of kids. I thought today we'd talk about fat kids and kids with big noses. Um, <laughs> you know, I know this. Like, wow, what a what a lead in, Todd. Where are you going with this one? Because I remember the story, and everybody knows Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, you know, when you picture Michael Jackson in your head, I don't know what you picture, but you probably picture his look from his latter days, you know, where he had this peculiar looking face, very pale, yeah. long stringy black hair. And he had this tiny little nose. Is that what you picture Scott? Well, I picture like the three different Michael Jackson's there's like the, okay. the cool kid, Michael. And then there's the, yeah. the pop star thriller, Michael. And then there's the right. creepy and then, ghost zombie, Michael at the end. Yeah. And that's how he died. Yes. Well, I don't know if this is legend. I don't know if this is, uh, accurate, but Michael Jackson, didn't, like you said, he didn't start out that way. Yeah. You know, he started out normal looking to me, you know, mm -hmm. not even as a pop star, you know, 
But I heard somewhere, I can remember where I was driving, and I don't know, again, I don't know if this is accurate, but I did hear it on the radio. And they were saying that Michael Jackson's dad was hard on Michael. You know, yeah. the rest of the guys, Tito, and I don't know, Jermaine, uh, and all those. But they said he would tease him and say he had a big nose. Now, I just was looking at his picture, and boy, I would have never, ever said, oh, Michael Jackson has a big nose. I've seen guys with big noses. You know, what's another one of the perks as we get older? Our noses get bigger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be all nose one day. <laughs> um, but his dad teased him about it. And the radio person said, so that always bothered Michael. He always thought his nose was big. And apparently he had, you know, this was not a one-time surgery thing. It wasn't like they hacked off his nose. It started out kind of subtle and then got progressed until it ended up where it was really his nose just dissolved. But I thought, even when I heard that on the radio, I can remember thinking how tragic, you know, that the weight of a dad's words carry, carry so much weight. You know, they, they can affect a child and how they feel for the rest of their lives. I mean, Michael died, I think he was 60 years old. You know, I mean, he carried that for so, so long. And it affected him, and really, it ruined him. And here's what I was thinking about it. Because, you know, sometimes we say things to our kids, and maybe we think we say it like it's no big deal, but it becomes a big deal. You know, and I'm trying to be really careful here. Because I don't want to give away, you know, stories within the Wilson household or uh, or even maybe some of you as you've talked to me. So imagine we have a son who, you know, maybe has a few extra pounds. He's carrying he we'll just call him a fat kid. We'll just call him he's a fat kid. You know, when we say to them, boy, it'd be really nice if you could lose some weight, you know, or. We're not going to uh, let you have donuts or we're not going to have it because, you know, you really don't need that extra, those that, that extra sugar. And I don't know, Scott, if you were ever told that or if you were ever. But that's a weighty thing, because I think kids carry that into adulthood. And then even if they're a normal weight, they always wonder if. I'm really fat because my dad said I'm fat. Hmm. And that concerns me. I had a conversation with, um, and this was years ago, I had a conversation with a dad. Oh, I think I was out in New York. He was successful. And he was one of those guys that you would say, he looks like he probably got every up, up every morning at five o'clock and ran a half marathon. You know, his wife was a professional musician she looked super, um, not, I, I don't know what the word I was looking for. Super where you're, you know, uh, stylish, uh, huh? Stylish. No, Pretty not put that. together a fit. No, <laughs> what well, are you going for? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I lost that. <laughs> it's a simple word, <laughs> but I'm old and my nose is growing. <laughs> um, she just looked like she was in, you know, kind of in control of everything. You know, like yeah. she probably, again, she ate 1300 calories. She, she got up at a certain time, went to bed at a certain time. You know, she was very disciplined. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for, mm -hmm. discipline. And he told me, he goes, yeah, our daughters are kind of, they had two daughters. He goes, they're kind of chunky. 
And he goes, we tried everything, you know, we took him to places and we, you know, dietitians and, and then he said, we just decided that's okay if they're chunky. And I, I really admired him for the conclusion they've come to, they came to, and, and it was kind of like, we're just okay with it. You know, it's okay. There are daughters. We love them. But I just wondered, you know, like, wow, that's a heavy thing for a kid to hear early on. And I just thought, you know, maybe we could just talk about what we do when we have a child who may be heavy, maybe, you know, doesn't fit the awkward. standard of beauty that America yeah, says you or, should have. or just something. And I know some people, and I, I mean, I can remember talking to a guy who said, yeah, but you know, she is overweight. You know, I mean, she needs to be healthy. And really that uh, the rest of the story is it didn't turn out good. It just didn't. So I just wonder when we should say something and when we shouldn't. And so, Scott, we're going to we're just going to kind of hash this through together. And dads, if you have some uh, thoughts on it, I'd love to hear your thoughts, because this is such a sensitive thing. Um, in fact, there were there have been times where my wife has said to me, don't say anything, mm. you know, don't say anything about this because we're just not going to. And I'm so, so glad my wife did. You know, because I don't want a Michael Jackson on my hands. Um, and if you, you think that I'm like overstating this, I'm not. I'm not. It's really huge. So, Scott, do you have any initial thoughts? And then maybe we'll talk about some maybe practical things. My first thought is that I am nowhere near expert level at much of anything. And this one, I'm really not anywhere near expert level on. So take my advice with, you know, a whole gallon of salt. Um, there you go. <laughs> but uh, so a couple of things I go with. This is generally speaking, even if you don't have a disorder, I think generally speaking, the female population has at least some element of not some element of anorexia, but that that mind. This is hard to talk about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that mindset where, you know, women look in the mirror and they always see themselves mm -hmm. as fatter than they are. I have, and I don't know how many men feel the same way as me, but I, I have the deal where I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, a couple of workouts, I'll look like Rambo. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that I mean, is so, so true. And I was like, I've seen worse. Yeah. I mean, I, I do one workout and I'm like, then I look in the mirror. I'm like, huh, I thought I'd look more fit than this, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe one more. So, it, you know, we're I, delusional. That's exactly what we are. Generally speaking, it is definitely very different between boys and girls. And you definitely should be careful either one. And frankly, I've taught my kids because kids can be brutally honest and say, Hey, look at the fat old guy over there, you know, when they're four right. or something. And you're <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, don't say that. Um, but yeah. I, I, I've taught them since they were very little, look, you don't have to tell someone they're fat. They know it. They don't need to be told mm. ever. <laughs> so that's always been the rule in our house. Like it, no big deal. They know. And then I just try to love my kids all the best I can. I'm the fattest one in the house. So it's, you know, <laughs> maybe that's the key. It could be. <laughs> and I just try to be jolly and, you know, <laughs> all right. Jolly old. Yeah. Old. I think that's a good image. Jolly. If you know, anyway, uh, don't call your kid jolly now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't call them that. Either. You're like fluffy. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, but even I like I worked for a guy and I and I think I've shared this before. Uh, I worked for a guy who worked all the time. He was a pastor. I was the associate pastor. But he would come in at four o'clock in the morning sometimes on his day off from work. He would go and visit people. Um, he was always doing. And he told me one time, he said, you know, my dad used to call me lazy. He said, if I if I was ever doing anything, you know, that wasn't work, it was like I was lazy. And he goes, even now, I just I struggle with that all the time. I mean, he could barely take a vacation day without having to explain himself to everyone. Hey, I'm taking a vacation day this week. You know, I'm just letting you know. And I used to tell him, you don't have to tell anybody your day. <laughs> you know, it's your day. Um, but he just that he could hear his dad's words in his heart, even as an old guy, you know. You know, but it's one thing, like, if your kid's teeth are crooked and you go, hey, you know, we have an orthodontist appointment on Thursday, you know, and you get what you should, Dad. If you have a kid who has bad teeth, you know, suck it up and figure out how you can pay for it or do something. Um, because, you know, again, that can be kind of cruel. Uh, other people can be cruel. And I always thought it was a gift to my children. To, to do that if we could afford it, you know, and even if we had to stretch a little bit. Uh, and there are some great alternatives now, uh, whether that's Invisalign or, um, I'll tell you, if you look around, you can find someone who does it cheaper than everybody else. Uh, it may be out of the back of a truck, but it still, <laughs> it still works. But when I'm thinking about, like, things that are hard to change, like weight, because, Scott, you know, everybody says, well, you just don't eat. I mean, that's not as easy as it really is. Uh, you know, I think of that all the time. Well, I, I, I've decided I'm not going to have any snacks in the evening, but I just can't, I can't make myself stop, you know? And you start digging into the research and whatever and how our foods have been chemically modified or genetically modified and all that stuff. Like there's, we've messed up our bodies and our food so much over the last generation that there's a whole bag of cats there, man. It, it It's not easy. Right. It's, and it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, I know for skinny people, they say, well, yeah, it's, I don't have a problem. But, you know, for especially for a kid or a girl, you know, it, it it's really, really hard. And like you said, Scott, especially our girls, I think. Um, have you ever seen that Mel Gibson movie? It's older. I think it's called What Women Want or What Every Woman yep. Wants. It's What Women Want. Yeah, I have. Yeah where he kind of gets, he gets clunked on the head and he can hear women's thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I'm not recommending the movie cause I can't remember. Um, but the one scene that's, and I haven't seen it since probably 1995. Uh, but the one scene that I don't think I'll ever forget is when he's walking down the street at the very beginning and he hears all these women's thoughts all around him, you know, and they're all negative, you know, like, yeah. like you said, you know, Oh man, I, I, I need to go to the gym. You know, why would, oh, why would I wear this? This looks so dumb on me. Or, you know, I should have done this better or nobody loves you and nobody likes you. You're all alone. And it was just really interesting to me because I do think that's how most of our emails are thinking, you know, those kind of thoughts. And I just thought, you know, really a dad should be the place no matter what that you're accepted, that you're loved and you're not reminded of any character flaws or any other kind of flaws, maybe that you're loved no matter what. And I know some dads are listening saying, yeah, Todd, but you know, if my daughter would just exercise a little bit, 
Well, let her figure that out, Dad. Don't you be the one who tells her she needs to exercise. Don't even hint at it. And I know that's hard because you are you think, well, why don't you just do something about it? But I just think the stakes are really, really high. And I think we need each other. You know, like my wife, who said, don't say anything. Um, I think we need each other to remind each other, don't say anything. You know, that God will bring it to their attention if that's if that needs to be brought to their attention. And if he doesn't, that's okay too. And other people, they may feel fat around other people, but we don't want them to feel fat around us. They may feel tall and lanky around other people, but we don't want them to feel tall around us, you know, uh, because uh, again, dads are, dads just love their kids. They love their daughters. They love their sons, no matter what, you know? And again, there are other things maybe that I'm not saying we don't have our kids work hard, you know, like I mentioned that with my, my boss, you know, I still will tell my kids, come on, you need to get going, you bum, let's go, you know, but I try not to make it a generalization. And even when I say that, I know I failed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say you're just a lazy person, even though that sounds like it could ring in my head, like maybe I have said that and maybe we work to undo some of that. Some of the, you know, you don't even intend to, it's just the natural way you talk. You know, I, I noticed at one point when my son and I were going through a phase where he was just very strong-willed, as Dr. Dobson would say, you know, um, <laughs> and the question kept coming out of my mouth, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And at some point, either he said it or I just noticed it. I can't remember. That might be leaving a mark. Mm. To keep asking the kid, what you ask him enough times, he's going to start wondering what is wrong with me. Yeah, you know. So like, yeah, be sometimes we don't even have to say the words. Yeah, you know, because I know like uh, parents will say, you know, my kid doesn't know what he wants to be, and so we're doing, we're having him take these tests, and we're having him meet with these people. You know, he's meeting with an, an engineer to see if maybe that's his thing, and I'm always like, you know, nobody likes to be broken, and it feels like when you do those things, it feels like you're saying. You're broken and we need to fix you. Wow. Same thing when, that's when your key, kids. man. That is, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt that. No, go ahead. That's great insight. No one wants to feel broken. And that's how you feel, man, when you, when your parents are constantly on you about something like that. Or even trying to fix it. I mean, even as a, you know, as you get a little bit older, my son Abe is 22, you know, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. He really has not i mean i but i know he'd love to have somebody you know because he you know i know he sometimes feels like a third wheel and he's shown interest in others but you know it just hasn't been nothing you know but i know the way people start talking is you know like oh we need to set him up with somebody or you know Nobody said this yet, but it's only a matter of time where before somebody goes, oh, have you tried online dating? Which is all fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. But it feels a little bit like, again, that there's something wrong with him and we need to fix it. And I don't want it to be that way. And so I try real hard not to say anything ever. You know, uh, sometimes the brothers and sisters will say something as a joke. Oh, like, yeah, Abe could stay here with mom and dad, you know, and he's only 22. You know, I mean, it's not like he's 75, you know, Yeah. 
Oh, well, there's, there is that two week period when you're 22, when it's okay to be single and unattached and not have a career, but basically there's really that two week period and you got to have everything figured out after that. I mean, it doesn't feel like that. Oh yeah. That's not fair. I mean, you know, people ask, and I don't know if it's just the time we live in, but they ask earlier and earlier and earlier. I mean, they're asking your, you know, your, your little kids, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Where do you want to go to college? Yep. You know, and my kids are like, what? You know, I don't know what, what do you mean? What do I want to do? Uh, and I heard some of my kids say some silly things. And some of my kids have known, you know, from the very beginning, what they were supposed to do. Sam was, you know, he knew he was supposed to be an animator. And so he's an animator, but you know, other kids haven't. And you know, when we start putting that or we start, well, maybe you should take the test to find out what you're good at. You know, again, it feels like, oh, mom and dad think I'm broken. And the world may continue to do that, will continue to do that. But wouldn't it be a cool thing if our kids say, oh, yeah, my dad just reminds me again that I'm okay. Hmm. Uh, so, Amen. Okay, so uh, maybe that's good. Go ahead. I did have two thoughts. Uh, good, two tell two pieces of, of good news. Number one. If your kids are older than like three, the good news is you've probably already done whatever it is you're going to do to mess them up. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Scott. And I say that a little tongue in cheek because the other piece of good news is even if you have screwed up, you can still make it better. You can still love them and treat them. You know, you can treat your daughter like a princess even when she's 18 or 22 or whatever. Or 40. Yeah, exactly. They still want that, you know. It's astounding to me how much my grown daughter and and I see it in my wife, you know, like still want daddy's approval. Yeah. And, you know, like that never goes away. Yeah. Or, you know, or even to apologize, like you said. I mean, yeah. I think it goes along. Uh, Michael Jackson's dad could have made it right if he'd said, I am so sorry I've done that to you. You know, yeah. uh, and, and I, I just think there's nothing that we have done that can't be maybe not be undone, but that can't be. God can bring healing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there can be restoration you may need therapy. You know I mean? There are families where, I mean, the Jackson family, from what I've heard, probably needed some professional help, um, counseling all of them through some things, but you know, I'm no expert. So, but you know, you said, we, we could all use some we could all use counseling, counseling. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. And I always admire people who do do that as a family. So anyway, Dad, uh, maybe you have some past that you need to ask forgiveness for, or maybe you just need to keep your mouth shut, and maybe you feel that pull like your son is too heavy. Just shut up. You know, or maybe your son is hadn't got figured out what he wants to do for the rest of his life. Just don't say anything, you know, don't be the one who tries to fix it. You know, maybe you have to let him deal with God, you know, and get to a place where he says, Dad, I need some help. And just let him let him be the man or your daughter. Let her be the princess and and let her find comfort and acceptance in you and the father, you know, and just keep your mouth shut and hug your fat daughter, hug your fat son, you know, whatever. So, hey, 
hey, on that note, <laughs> let's uh, let's go have a good week. Um, I know uh, even as we talk, I hear those words kind of sting in my own ears because I know I have done some of that uh, with some of my kids. And but I, you know, I'm not an old dog. I am an old dog, but I can learn some. I don't have to do the old tricks all the time. I can do the new things. So, hey, have a great day. Uh, you're going to be excited because even though they're not on our website, the You Dad, Dad Daily Calendars have started showing up at the Family Man Barn, and uh, we'll be putting them on their little backings soon, getting ready for you to, to order for Christmas. Um, again, we only have limited numbers. We sold out last year, so when it comes up, uh, you know, in the next, and we might even get it up a little early, you know, middle of October, um, you're going to want to buy yours right away. Again, they make great gifts. Um, I know lots of dads who buy cases of them and give them out of work, give them out to their dad friends to encourage them. Because we need encouragement, you know. We need each other. And I keep sending me your emails, keep texting me. Um, you know, you can always text me. I love it. Don't expect a right away answer uh, because I got a little overwhelmed. I feel a little overwhelmed right now. But you can text me at 574-253-1663. I love hearing from you. And uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for being on the team. Don't forget, you to Dad. And that's our show for this week, Dad. Thanks for joining us for the Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. If you have a question for the show, email Todd at familyman at familymanweb.com. If you have a question for me, you can reach me at scott at unsocializedmedia.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. 